The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Last week, I was walking through Ballincollig and I saw a group of teens, uh, each and every one of them, unfortunately, looking at their phone. But uh, that's the way life has uh, developed. And one of them turned to me and said, hey, you want to put this on the news? So I had a look at the video and... I can honestly say I was shocked. I've seen a lot of things, um, but this was absolutely horrific. You had two teenagers. They couldn't have been any more than, what, 14 or 15 years of age, kicking the lard out of one another. Kick, 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 punch, punch, punch. And all the while, this was being videoed by some of their friends and also members of the gangs who were there were jeering their respective buddies on. It was absolutely frightening. I, I, I mean, at the end of it, even at one stage, one of the guys who was coming out the worst, um, you know, he was down on the ground, he was being kicked, he was being punched, and he was being kicked in the head over and over. And I thought to myself, what is going to happen here? At the end of it, the guy who lost the, the fight, as it were, was sitting on his backside with his head in his hands. And I thought... I hope to God for some reason that he goes home and he tells his parents or somebody in the family what happened because uh, people might think I'm over uh, exaggerating. What is to say that this guy, you know, didn't suffer something so severe that he'd uh, get a bleed on the brain later that night and die in his sleep? And that is a possibility because, you know, we we think back just the other day, the uh, jailing of Christopher O'Sullivan uh, who kicked... Uh, Timmy Horrohan to death at the Mardike in 2019 you know a, a simple kick a simple punch can do so much damage and I think Dr John Sheehan you're in the Blackpool, Blackpool Bridge surgery John am I exaggerating when when I say so much damage can be done from a kick or a punch because we often hear that the, the brain is like a sponge good morning John Good morning, Paul. No, unfortunately, you're absolutely correct, Paul. Um, one punch or one kick sometimes can be enough to change someone's life, either to kill them or to cause permanent brain damage. And in the UK, Paul, they've they've collected some statistics on this, and they estimate over the last 15 years, approximately 100 people have died from just one punch um, on a street ball or a fight or something like that. And the difficulty is, as you rightly said, is the brain is like a sponge. It, uh, we might think it's very well protected by our skull, but when it gets trauma through a kick or when someone falls and hits their head off the footpath or the, or the road after being punched, the damage that that can cause can be, can, can be life-changing. And sometimes people don't realise, one, the extent of damage that it causes, but two... They may go home, as you said, they may think they're fine and then the, they can bleed and that, ble- that blood can accumulate and cause damage. So they sometimes might think they're fine and then 12 hours later they're in a coma. And, you know, the, the, the brain takes a long, long time to heal when it's been damaged um, for, 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 for any reasons. It takes months and, you know, we all know people who unfortunately have suffered head injuries. You know, it's a long, long journey. It's months and years. It's not days and weeks, you know. So um, I think the nature of youth, Paul, is everyone thinks that you're invincible mm-hmm. to everything um, and, you know, that they're they're fine and that they, they can take it and they're, they're, they're tough and all of that sort of stuff. But the brain is vulnerable, and particularly a young brain is even more vulnerable because it's 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 growing and it's it's developing. So that development can be significantly affected by this. So, John, a, a punch or a kick? I mean, 
even just tapping the side of my uh, temple here, I can feel that. So that is what a thousand times over, ten thousand times over every time somebody gets a, a, a hard slap or a kick. Uh, absolutely, and, and the difficulty is it can be twofold. So you, 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 someone can get the hit or the slap onto their head, which can cause damage. But very often, then that can put them down without warning, and they hit the ground, and then they get severe trauma there as well. So that's why this phenomena of one punch concussion or one punch de- death, unfortunately, has, has come up where people are often fighting after alcohol or <clears> on the street. They someone gets a big, you know, one hit, they go straight down. They hit their head off the off the off the road, and they get secondary uh, trauma there. So they're getting two sort of traumas to the brain uh, when they're not expecting it, and that can cause life changing consequences or even death. Unfortunately, John, and we sometimes can, just don't think of it. Can I ask you, John? I mean, I, I, I honestly, I think these guys were just wired. There wasn't any drink or drugs involved, but. Years ago, we'll say for argument's sake, if a guy was having an argument, they might give each other a slap and a kick in the backside. But things have become so, so aggressive. And why is that? Why are teens kicking one another in the head and stamping on each other? Why has it changed so dramatically? I honestly don't know, Paul, but I suspect one of the factors is, as you said, there's this social media in that if something has been filmed, people are more conscious that this is going to be replayed and again and again. So if you lose, it's going to be sort of highlighted again and again and again. When if years ago, if fellows were fighting in the backyard or something and it happened, that was it. And it was he said, she said, you know, said and you, you know, but the story wasn't relayed and shared and sort of shamed and things like that. So I think sometimes when you're younger, you might feel the consequences of losing are more dramatic because mm-hmm. everyone's going to know about it and you know so therefore you have to go in more aggressively to show that you that you're that you're not losing John uh, look we know it's going to continue happening but teens adults everyone they must pay heed do not hit someone many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Absolutely. And also, I think the friends as well have a, mm-hmm. have a responsibility here. I mean, we, you know, um, if, if everyone's standing around filming someone getting their, their their face kicked in, that's not good. That's not good for all of us. And um, so I think, you know, in terms of talking and the schools and education and sort of parents, all of us have a role to sort of play to say, to call out behavior that we feel is unacceptable in all forms of society. So this sort of image of two people battering each other, unfortunately, Paul, with everyone with cameras all around, that's not a great reflection on all of us as a society. And we need to be able to have that courage and build confidence in people to say that this isn't on, enough is enough. We need to stop now and, uh, you know, and get that message across. 
John, before we leave you, can I ask you, um, you're in the, you're quoted in today's Echo, talking about the lack of GPs, lots of them retiring, some of others, others due to retire. You feel there's going to be a shortage of GPs before we know it? Oh, there absolutely is, unfortunately, and that shortage is here, Paul, and particularly in the rural areas, but in the cities as well. A third of GPs now are over 60, so that's a huge number, and our, we now have the li- highest life expectancy in the EU, um, so the demand for, 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 for GPs and, and, and for community services is much higher. That's brilliant, and that's really, really great, and we're doing an awful lot more in, in, in general practice, but that increases the demand. So um, I think there's going to be a huge shortage. Now, I teach on the GP training scheme here in Cork, and our numbers, we used to have 12, we're up to 24 training now. So the numbers are increasing, but there is going to be a, a significant shortage over the next few years, there's just no doubt about it. How many doctors do we need in Cork to cope with the demand? Because we, we hear, like, it's like, you sometimes people joke that you might have a better chance of winning the lottery than getting an appointment to see your GP. Hmm. You, you're probably right and particularly in the rural areas like towns like Macroom and things like that are really really um, struggling because like all practices you're fairly full and then you know you might try to accommodate a few other people but then once you're at that stage it's not practical to take on um, you know more and more patients so you know we certainly need to you know we're training 24 a year here in the Cork scheme that number is, is is probably not going to meet the demand in terms of retiring, you know, so there's probably going to be a need. And we're beginning to see doctors, you know, coming from Spain and from other countries who are, who are, who are joining practices now. And, and, and that's great. But that's probably going to continue over the next few years, Paul, to meet that, that shortfall. What's the bottom line if we don't get enough GPs? I mean, we have South Dock. It, it's bursting. It's like a pressure valve, really, isn't it? It really is. And, and, and really, the reason it's a pressure valve is due to the fact that people just can't get in to see their own mm-hmm. GP during the day or they may not have a GP. In, in lots of towns like Middleton and McCroom, there's a significant population who just don't have a GP. So South Dock is acting as that pressure valve. But unfortunately, that's that's not going to be sustainable, particularly in the smaller areas where the number of GPs are retiring and some of the smaller cells in South Dock, if you want, are going to probably have to merge because the, just the numbers of doctors there to manage it just aren't there so it is going to be a challenge over the next few years there are a a few solutions coming down the track i I welcome the fact that there's going to be a whole review of how we uh, how we do things because i think i think that's a good thing nationally Um, and and these problems are solvable paul that's the way the message i'd like to get across Mm -hmm. we're living longer that's great and these problems are solvable but it's going to take a fair bit of work to solve them all right dr john sheehan blackpool bridge surgery thank you very much indeed for joining us good morning john now, uh, back to the subject of the attacks on teens there recently in Ballincollig. Um, Bobby Lynch, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm good. Bobby, as a taxi driver in town both day and night, and I suppose in particular at the weekends, you see it firsthand, the number of people who are uh, getting kicked around from pillar to post at the weekend. Yeah, Paul, we, we, we've seen an awful lot of it going on, you know, but the like, unfortunately, Paul, you're highlighting it there, and I'm on talking about it, Dr. Shane is on talking about it, but the powers that be, they're not listening to no one, they're the crowd that you should have on the, on the radio, Paul, discussing this. Who's that? And the, 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 the politicians that we have running this city, especially our three ministers, Coveney, Michale and McGrath, why don't they come on the radio and tell us what they're going to do about what's happening to the city? 
But they, okay. will, they, they will tell us that there are more and more guards going into Templemore and they're coming out and well, they're being trained? They'll only tell us what we want to hear. They won't tell us the truth. Well, they'll tell us what we want to hear or they'll tell us what they want to say? <laughs> exactly. It's the, it's the same thing, really. But they just say, well, 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 they're, they're all blaming the girls. They're blaming GPs because they can't get an appointment. They're, they're blaming that they can't get a taxi home, which is more important for getting get a taxi home or trying to get an appointment with your GP. You know what I mean? No, Saturday there's just thousands of people released onto the streets. Right? No, they're on the boat. They can't get a taxi. The city council took away took away the taxi ranks, and the most important rank was the one above in Washington Street. They took that away. How do you expect us to shift all the people? But we do a good job. Come two o'clock in the morning when there's thousands out in the streets. Well, I was sitting around around four o'clock, twiddling our thumbs, but after doing uh, two hours' work, they're shifting them on. All right, the what, what, let's talk about what you're witnessing in, in between that. You said you, you, see, you do see people being assaulted. You do, Pa, you do. No, no, we, we drive up the street and we see people fighting, right? No, and what do you do? Do you do anything to try and intervene? Pa, you can't do nothing today, boy, because you, you don't know who's around you. It's too dangerous for anyone to do anything. Our own guards are out in the street. You might see two or three of them. What can two or three girls do when they see a group mm-hmm. of fellas fighting? They can do nothing because the girls have no backup either, pal. And it's a disgrace. It, it has, we'll say for argument's sake, you're, you're a long time on the, on the road, Bobby. Uh, tone and society, has it changed much in the last 10 years? It has, Paul. It has. And, and no, you might get taxi drivers all coming on there and the minute saying, oh, we don't see none of that. It is out there. It is out there. And our own politicians should be out there looking at it and seeing what they can do rather than come talk about something that they're not going to fix. Would you, would you take Michal Martin, Michael McGrath, Simon Coveney in your cab any Friday, Saturday, Sunday night around town for a couple of hours? Would you be willing to do that? Paul... The Cock Taxi Council, yeah, you know I'm the chairperson. We can't get a meeting with any of them. I've a request gone into me, me uh, Michael McGrath. I said, he, no, they got back saying that they get back to us about it. Me on Martin, the minute he got in, he never met with us. He did, he's not interested. I delivered the letter to his office the day of the protest. You saw yourself. He never even picked up the phone and got into us. They don't. They don't care care about the city. And they did Simon, did Simon, Co- did Simon Coveney respond, or did you co- make contact no, with Simon? None of them. The only one that responded to me that time was Mike McGrath, and he made us uh, w- w- over the laptop. A few of us. A Zoom, no. you mean? Is this over a Zoom? A Zoom, Zoom. Yeah, okay. a Zoom. No, there was there was people over the NTA uh, uh, actually watching that as well. Yeah. No, I don't want to talk to the NTA. Yeah. I want to talk to the minister. All right. But, okay, I know you want to talk to him about, you know, taxi ranks and everything, but do you think Michal Martin, Michael McGrath, Simon Coveney can help to alleviate the number of people, the number of assaults in, in Cork? Costa Campile. In a nutshell, how? In a nutshell, how? They're running the country. They want the, the guards are out there, and in, in very small numbers, like, the guards are getting paid peanuts. So, so is the, the lads in the Irish Army getting paid peanuts? And, and, and they, they expect them young fellas to go in the street that night, two or three young girls, to keep the city safe. Are, 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 they, are they mad? All People right. today have no respect for Norman Paul. And, like, I, I will take McGrath and Michal 
and Coveney around and other taxi drivers will do it as well just to see see what happens because like it's a disgrace and the more like it's kind of draw highlighting it and everyone talking about it but then the, the, me Harvey do nothing he's, he's probably sitting down smoking that's all he does he smokes he does nothing else alright okay look we <laughs> look. I, I know they will probably get wind of this conversation so the invitation is there to Michal Martin Michael McGrath and Simon Coveney to travel with Bobby oh, Lynch and some, some of his colleagues any night of the weekend Paul one of our own drivers got badly beaten there as you know a few years ago you did a story on it and the, 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 the invitation went out to I think Pascal had done it at the time to come down and talk to the man's family, and he he never even picked up the phone or anything. That's what they care about, people. They don't care nothing. They only care about themselves. Taxi Lynch. Big... All right, taxi driver Bobby Lynch. <laughs> thanks for talking to us, and stay safe on the roads. Courts ninety six FM.